And welcome, everybody, to a Freakazoid episode of the Animaniacast. I came to see you, Dexter Douglas, because I know you also change. Change? What do you mean? It is said that even a computer nerd who says his prayers at night and makes redundant backups on his mirror drive may become a Freakazoid when the delete key is hit. Behold, the mark. Will you stop grabbing me? That was just an imprint from a bottle of Delete Cola. Argue about this on your own time. Who will give me car fare? She always does this. Don't give her anything. I heard that. Fine. I curse you, I curse you, I curse you. Goodbye. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of Freakazoid and Friends. Yes. Yes. This is the spinoff series of the Animaniacast. Yes, this is the only podcast out there that lets you freak out about Freakazoid. And here we prick a random episode in sequential order. We revisit all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And, of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Freakazoid... A water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. I feel better than a nice tub of good things. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello. There were so many different uh, lines in here that I was I was didn't know if, if Nathan was going to say. I never know. I, Which one did you think I was going to do? I don't know. You don't understand. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> or I curse you, I curse you, I curse you. Goodbye. Mm, that'd be a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, too. But anyway, uh, today we are talking about episode 12. We're almost at the end of the first season of Freakazoid. Which is kind of crazy that they only had 13 episodes in their first season. Um, compared to Animaniacs. Compared to Animaniacs, <laughs> which is, well, yeah, Animaniacs had 60, 65. I think it was something. 65. Yeah. And then, yes, because then they ended with the 65th anniversary special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for their first season. But the reboot had 13 for the first season. And technically, this season of Freakazoid has kind of 12 doesn't it because one of wasn't one of them or is that I mean, listed on of, the yeah uh i th- i guess the way you would think it's 12 is because there's um the one episode that's uh split in two the chip chip part one and part two but isn't is the thing. It, yes isn't there but isn't like candle jack on two different episodes or something that's like that? only if you um you know they but they made some extra episodes that don't count as new episodes because right. they're just pieces of other episodes, but those aren't in the 13. So Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, yeah. so 13 But uh, episodes if you're watching total. on the DVD, you, they'll have some of those in there where you're like, oh, I've already... I, I don't know why they put them in the DVD. I don't know either, but it, it is nice for the completists to have that experience, they, I suppose. But I don't think they have all the bonuses. So it's like they only have... So it's like either have all of the episodes or none of them, hmm. you know, or none of the extra 
recut episodes. It's well, a bit confusing. I suppose that that transitions us to the thing I, I have to make sure I always remember to talk about before we start going into Freakazoid is where do you watch these episodes? Well, there you can get them on DVD if you're if you're lucky. <laughs> the first season can be depending on its availability, which kind of fluctuates, can be a little bit expensive. However, you can purchase the in, the episodes individually on places like Amazon and I believe Apple as well. It is not on Hulu right now. It is not on HBO Max right now, uh, which is really ridiculous. But there has to be some copyright reason, uh, some for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's kind of shocking. I mean, we were just talking to Paul Rugg on our our Patreon, and he was like, "Oh, it's not streaming anywhere." <laughs> yeah. And he didn't know either. It's like, you know, it really should be. Uh, I think it needs to be. So I don't know who we contact out there, Internet, but we need to start. If you're listening and you have the power to get it streaming somewhere, please do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know Mr. Spielberg listens to our show. Yes. Come on, Steve. Can call, <laughs> I, I can call you Steve. Oh, <laughs> if only. If only he listened to our show. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so there are many different ways to do it. Of course, you can also... Uh, you know, find episodes that have been scanned off of old Cartoon Network VHS recordings as well. So, uh, you know, those aren't necessarily the most legal way to do it. But, you know, there's there's ways to, to check this episode out. And if someone were to ask you about this episode in, in just a few words, uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, sp- spooky, maybe? Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spooky episode. Okay. And and uh Kelly, what about you? They say poo gas way too much. <laughs> uh and well, Nathan, tell us when did this spooky stinky episode <laughs> of Freakazoid come out? Uh oh, Joey, this came out a week after last week's episode. Ooh. So you remember when last week's episode came out, obviously, because I told you that. Of course. What was Which that again? Were- it was well. Last week's came out on February third of nineteen ninety six. Oh, oh. So this came out on February tenth of nineteen ninety six. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was Saturday now. So you remember? This was, of course, the same day that the IBM computer Deep Blue became the first computer to win a game of chess against a reigning chess champion, Gary Kasparov. So you remember that, right? Well, it was yeah. also a day after the release <laughs> of the John Travolta Christian Slater action movie Broken Arrow. I remember seeing that movie i don't know if i saw it in the theater or on tv but i do remember seeing that movie all right it was also one day after peter and deborah uh the contestants these contestants won nearly one hundred and fifty thousand in cash prizes making them the couple of the biggest winners in history of wheel of fortune and they remain the biggest winners for a team to this day wow, wow. That, impressive yeah. Only $150,000, too. Like, they must really cap people off these days on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, there was, um, uh, they, they also had the single person record until 2008. Uh, so I think, was... I haven't watched Wheel of Fortune in the longest time. They don't allow people to keep coming back, right? It's just that one day. Yeah, and well, then you're they, done. they got to do two days in a row. So that's probably why they got that's it. That's why. So Ooh, <laughs> they got the system. They did, so something happened. They're not, they're, yeah, no one's going to beat that record. It's like, keep I doing don't, one day. I don't even watch Jeopardy anymore. It's too tough. It's I'm too tough. I'm waiting for them to pick a host, and I hope it's LeVar Burton, personally. Yeah, I yeah. think I'd be okay with that, because at least it's somebody I know from my childhood. He's got a comforting voice. He's very, 
intelligent and um, and well-read, obviously, because reading Rainbow. Yeah. And and I met him at Dragon Con. He's just super sweet and nice, and um, uh, and he, he seems to want the position. So uh, cross Give it to fingers. Him. Yeah. Give it to him. All these guest hosts are. I mean, again, I haven't watched it, but <laughs> they have not been all that well received. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to see Anderson Cooper doing or Doctor uh, Oz. Oh, Dr. Oz. Boy, yeah, he was definitely not well received. Well, at any rate, yes, this is, I was just thinking, this is our, our, uh, our Valentine's episode of of Freakazoid coming up February 10th. Isn't that nice? Ooh, such a a spooky romantic episode. (laughs) Well, let's get right into it. Let's go ahead and start off with House of Freakazoid. And House of Freakazoid was written by the creator of Harley Quinn, Paul Dini, and it was directed by Scott Geralds. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in House of Freakazoid? Ooh, all right. Well, it's a dark and stormy night, and Dexter Douglas is busy typing on his computer, and we see out the window a shadowy figure who comes to the door, um, and he... Uh, he rings the doorbell, and uh, Dexter's dad comes and answers it. I'm Lonnie Talbot. That's great. Take care now. You don't understand. I have to see your son, Dexter. I'm his uh, driving instructor. Dexter's driving instructor is a Scotsman. Student guidance counselor? Oh, sure. Go on up. Uh, he's going upstairs to meet him, and he, he announces that he is uh, Lonnie Talbot. Uh, and he's been bitten by a werewolf, and he will turn into a a, a wolf as well with a, at the full moon's light. Um, but Dexter, you know, he's like, "Why are you here?" He's like, "Well, because you are also inflicted by a curse that ch- you change and you change back from." And I'm hoping that you can help me. Um, and then there's another knock on the door, and there's a gypsy, and <laughs> Dexter's dad lets hit her up to, as well because why not? And she. Uh, tells us that, yes, Dexter is cursed with the keyboard delete key, which we remember from the chip episode. And uh, so, oh, oh. and then she leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when we notice that outside there is a full moon. So, hey. A real full moon, by the way, too. Not an animated one. This is a real full moon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Lonnie Talbot sits down on the chair, and he uh, slowly transforms into a werewolf. Oh, no. Sounds like Dexter's playing Twister again. And it's scary. He's about to attack Dexter. So Dexter freaks out as it is, turns into Freakazoid, uh, and slowly turns into Freakazoid as well. I'll help you out, my little mangy pal. Freakazoid decides to take this wolfman to his Freakalair, and he shaves him off, uh, but hoping that that would turn Lonnie back into a normal human. It does not work, so he has a better idea which is to suck Lonnie into the computer back at Dexter Douglas's house 
I'm gonna dump you into cyberspace, Lon. I think the shock might cure you, or not. But what the heck? <laughs> Remember, this isn't going to hurt me in the least. So he uh, does the whole typing and hits the delete key, and it sucks the Wolfman into the computer. And when he comes out, Lonnie Talbot is uh, back to normal, and uh, he's very thankful to Freakazoid, and uh, we think that's it. But turns out Lonnie Talbot comes back like the next day, I don't know, and he brings all his friends, which are uh, Frankensteins and whatever. Oh, a Frankenstein, Dracula's. a mummy, and a Dracula. <laughs> it's all the <laughs> universal monsters. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole house of monsters. Well, uh, this episode had, you know, quite a few uh, references in it. Uh, let's, I guess, first talk about Lonnie, Lonnie Talbot, uh, who, of course, his name looks like, when you just read it, it looks like Lonnie Talbot, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it looks like a caricature of uh, Lon Chaney Jr., who was in the Wolfman movies, uh, you know, appeared as the Wolfman in, well, the Wolfman, I believe, and like mm-hmm. the Wolf, uh, Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman. And Lon Chaney Jr. was also in, in a movie that I remember seeing as a kid uh, on Mystery Science Theater, The Indestructible Man. So I remember watching that big old face on, <laughs> on Mystery Science Theater, which his, boy, they did a lot of close ups on that big face of his on that movie. Uh, but Lon Chaney, of course, was his father. Who was known as the man of a was it a thousand or a million faces? I don't know. The guy knew how to use makeup, <laughs> but he he was like in the silent <laughs> movie era, and he did, of course, Phantom of the Opera and uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. He he had a you know he was a so Lon Chaney Jr. kind of rode his his dad's coattails into horror movie fandom. He looks nothing like his father that I can see, but mm. but who, yeah, Lon Chaney. That's that's one of the. Uh... Animaniacs intros, right? Yes, exactly. Lon Chaney. So there you go. So little connection right there. There's another Animaniacs <laughs> connection coming on later in today's episode. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see. It's very art noir uh, at the very beginning. I mean, lots of shadows. I mean, just showing his eyes and you know, like Dexter's house when he, you know, the 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 camera shots in it reminded me a lot of like an Alfred Hitchcock film with like the the banister railings uh, with the the use of shadows and everything which looked pretty cool more shadows uh, more shadows <laughs> and uh, the I guess there was a the other kind of reference that I could see <laughs> of, the, of note uh, was when um, the the cat his cat I guess senses that he's a wolf man and freaks out. And ah. hits the window, <laughs> Mr. Chebikins. Mr. Chebikins hits the window and just kind of sticks to it like a Garfield. Uh, remember those stuffed animal decal or not, uh, decal yeah. things? That's why like, that seemed familiar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's like the Garfield thing. Which back, which now, I mean, you don't think about it, but man, back in the eighties, especially eighties, the they were every car had them, and people were putting them on the outside of their car, but the inside of their car. Garfield and was so big. Back then. He was he was huge. He hated Mondays. Oh, and loved lasagna. <laughs> what a guy. Poor Odie. Uh, <laughs> poor Odie and normal. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, there's also like a, a poltergeist reference, I believe. He says, "This house is clean." This house is clean. And uh, 
a little bit later, um, he says something like, they're back, or it's back. He's back! I've never, I haven't seen Poltergeist 2 or 1. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think wait, that's no, I did see that one, because we I, did it during that break that one time. I think that's what she says in Poltergeist 2. I, I haven't seen that one as often. As, I mean, I've probably only seen it a couple times, but... <laughs> Anyway, it made me think of Poltergeist. There we go. In addition to the, this house is clean. <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that we thought were were cute or funny or of note. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Um, I thought it in- interesting. Not not really a fan of it, but the way he transformed into um, the Wolf Man and then Freakazoid. Chain, you know, they, yes. they almost look like still paintings yes. instead of actual animation, right? And and that and that's why I wrote down transformation on my on my notes as a reference. But yes, the the way that he that he changes uh, is in reference to how they used to do those kinds of changes in the old B movies, where you'd basically just kind of show a person in. And each time they would add a little bit of makeup to them and just kind of dissolve into the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how you made somebody look like they were magically changing, which never they, quite it, looked. It really yeah. makes you respect the morphing sequence used in Willow because that was basically like, I think, the first time the, the morphing program uh, oh, CGI before, was used. Uh, Werewolf in London? No, it in Werewolf, in, Werewolf London. in London's transformation is really, that's all. Uh, that's that Rick was, Baker, I think. In yeah. Rick Baker. It's the only like werewolf movie I've seen that's like famous, you know, that wasn't made in the last like 10 years or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so all that was, makeup. Yeah, that was really well done. Like you see it growing out of his, like, it's his painful. Painful, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, but, it's, that movie still holds up. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very, it's a dark comedy, that's for sure. But, uh, I guess we should also mention that the voices of, uh, Lonnie right here was voiced by, I had his name, Mitch Shower. Mitch Shower, I think that's how he pronounced his last name, but he's mostly an art director uh, and works in the art department uh, for this show and uh, for many other cartoons. So I guess he kind of just, he's only done a voice on this show and uh, for Angry Beavers. So he's not a, really a voice actor, but he did a so good job like on this. So they just like pulled him in one day, like, hey, probably. Yeah. Want to do something real quick? Yeah, exactly. You don't understand. Uh, Jim Cummings was the voice, however, as soon as he turned into the Wolfman. Because when you need just sounds, yeah. uh, you go to Jim Cummings. Because I love Jim Cummings. Yeah, he, he's he, he he was great. I mean, he was super nice down. the time I met him. He does seem like a super nice person. I can't wait for the cons to open back up so I can actually meet him uh, in person someday. Uh, well, uh, Nathan, what about you? What did you find funny in this first part? Um, yeah, I like the uh, transformation scene. That was, it made me laugh watching that. Uh, there's some books in the foreground that have some like little jokes on them about like, you know, uh, they say like overlays for fun and profit, book <laughs> of, for depth of field and the large foreground elements. So they're like writing your face. There's some really cool shots. I think um, the animation on this was really interesting. It, uh, it was done by. Um, Tama production. I think it was the only segment they've ever done. Uh, well, they, yeah, studio. Freakazoid. Freakazoid did look a little different, especially when um, he's like cutting his hair, different expressive mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Like when he's he has the 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 razor in his arm and he's kind of 
doing those swiping movements and stuff like that. So that looked pretty cool. Um, and the gypsy was funny, huh? <laughs> the gypsy was definitely very funny. I, I very much enjoyed it. We, we don't say that anymore. We don't say gypsy anymore. But if they are, but she was a gypsy though. No, so. I think that I don't, I don't, I think it's derogatory. You have to really? say like Rome, Roma, wow. Roma, Romani. Now I oh, think I assume her name is very gypsy, like in uh, mystery science theater 3000. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Or Gypsy Rose Lee or whatever. The, yeah. So you can, we have to kind of watch with the name Gypsy. It's very interesting. But yes, I have heard like you, you're you not supposed to say like, oh, I got gypped or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's is, that's definitely not uh, cool to use that anymore. Right. And not that just, it ever was cool, but it, you know, it's now it's recognized that it's. <laughs> Exactly, cool. but I had like I had zero idea that that's where it came from. So same, same yeah. Now. So the other day I was like, "Oh man, they jipped me," and my wife was like, "You can't say that." And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm finally watching Gilmore Girls, and they use that in an episode. And of course, that's an older show, but it's the first time I've watched it, and they use that. And I was like, "Oh, they can't say that nowadays." I know, which yeah. is it's interesting um, how certain phrases like that, you know, um, we now. Uh, out of respect don't use but uh, cursing is a lot more acceptable in television nowadays I noticed that <laughs> when Buffy came on like oh now we can say on TV now so it's it's interesting how language changes and uh, you know the network censors adapt well I just censored you out you don't even realize it because and it's funny because <laughs> the audience won't know what word you said I know oh <laughs> I what forgot did, we're family friendly. What did they say? What did they say? We'll never I, know. I you, you, guys, you guys will have to watch Buffy <laughs> to find out. <laughs> or you can just take out that whole bit. Yeah. Well, I, no, it's we're keeping it in because it's now funny. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> funny ha-ha or funny ho-ho? Oh, maybe a funny uh-oh. Uh, so anyway. I, I think funny ho-ho sounds funny. Ho-ho, <laughs> ho-ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, so you know that's uh, I I and you know there are there's so there's a there's a bunch of little cute moments in this. Uh, I did like the uh, the part where you know Freakazoid has to suck him into the internet and he tells him, "This is not going to hurt me at all. Don't, this is not going to hurt me one bit." And uh, uh, yeah, so a lot of cute moments, uh, but yet yeah, not my not my favorite villain that he faces off against. But it's uh, at least I think presented dramatically like the look of it it has a good, nice look to yeah the whole and i'm guessing thing. if i had seen wolfman i'd appreciate a lot of this even more I've seen, like i watched some clips on youtube and i'm like oh that's funny yeah like oh look at that <laughs> i saw uh i was a teenage werewolf with michael landon again from mystery science theater but again if if it if it's not a mystery science theater i probably didn't watch it as a kid <laughs> When it came to monster movies, because have we have we talked about the, the Daddy O on Mystery Science? Theater? I believe we have. Who did the Who did the musical compositions? Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams. Right. And because uh, when I watched it for the very first time, I mean, I've only seen Daddy O like once. I'm like, what? What is that? Is that the same? Is that the same? And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was like pretty much his uh, first film credit. Yes, uh, the John Williams uh, did a movie. That ended up on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, and it's it's a very kind of beat Nicky kind of thing, and he is yes. kind of a. I heard he's kind of a beat Nicky kind of guy yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. What is it he calls people? He calls um, JJ. He called JJ Abrams JJ Baby. 
Yes. So he, yeah, baby. he definitely talks like that. <laughs> Which I think so, is so super cool. Yeah, well, he's, he's cool. <laughs> well, enough tangents. Let's go ahead and get to our second segment right now. And it is called Sewer or Later. A city fast asleep, but crime never sleeps. Not even when it's really tuckered out from listening to the radio all night in its room. And Sewer or Later was written by Kate Donahue and it was directed by Ronaldo del Carmen. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Sewer or Later? Okay. There's a jewelry store and uh, a big snake comes out of the ground and it's a cobra and it busts its head through the glass and steals the jewelry. And the cops show up and they don't know what happened because they say, we, we got here like within minutes and there's nothing, nobody here. It'll take a keen mind to solve this one. Good to see you, lad. Are you well? I feel better than a nice tub of good things. Splendid. And then Freakazoid shows up and he does some investigating and puts together that it's Cobra Queen and uh, she's in the sewers and she's controlling the snakes that stole the jewelry. I suppose you'll be going down there after her. No. What? I don't get it. You don't understand. I, I can't go down there. I hate sewers. They smell like poo gas. And he runs away. And Cosgrove drives up alongside of him. And- hey, Freakazoid. Oh, hi, Cosgrove. You want to head over to the Great Hall of Spackle? Do I? They go to the Spackle Museum, and they're they're looking at the pyramid and talking about how you can't even see the Spackle on the pyramid. And Freakazoid says it's Egyptians are his favorite ancient race. By the way, word has it that Cobra Queen is holed up in the sewers. You going down after her? Nah, I hate the smell of poo gas. Well, so do I, but everyone expects me to go down there. That's part of being a superhero. It goes with the fancy tights and the lightning in your hair. No! A big N followed by a little O? No! I am never going down into the sewers after Cobra Queen! Never, ever, ever! I really mean it! No! I said I'd never go. But uh, he ends up doing it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Come back from commercial break and somehow he decided to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's wearing like a, a gas mask when he's down there initially. And then he takes it off and breathes the air. And I'm like, I, I don't understand that. Why? Because he's just like, they like, ew, gross. And. They would have talking. saved so much. They would have saved so much money on animation if you just kept that mask on. Yeah, they're worrying about lip syncing earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't understand that. Um, that didn't make any sense to me. But then he's, <laughs> he's running around the sewers, and um, he runs into one of the snakes and has a little chocolate mouse, and the snake gets really excited, like a dog. 
giant cobra. First, you have to do a trick. You have to sit up straight in bed. Kind of knocks himself out a little bit. So he, he tells the snake that, that it deserved a little mouse. So he puts it on his head. And then he runs into another one. And this one, he gets like chase him through these holes in the walls. And, and um, so as it's winding its head through through one of the holes, he ties up the tail so it can't get the, the back end of it through the other hole. So he thinks he's about to eat Freakazoid and uh, he gets stuck. So then he kind of sinks beneath the water. So then he runs into the Cobra Queen. She's sitting on her throne. Devour him! Your snakes don't scare me. I've developed a little technique for beating them. Let's see. First my loud Conan war cry, then charge, then grab the snake around the neck, then make something up. I've got this snake fighting business down. They, well, they, they end up kind of talking, inspiring a little bit verbally, and um, he ends up telling her that she sounds like Sylvester the cat. That's mighty good spitting for a woman who talks like Sylvester the cat. I don't talk like Sylvester the cat. Sure do. Say suffer and succotash, I saw a giant mouse. Go! Suffer and succotash, I saw a giant mouse. There. That didn't sound anything like Sylvester. Oh yeah? Say silly Sally sell sappy silver seashells in Seattle. Go! Silly Sally sell sappy si Let me try again. Silly Sally sells sturbing si one more time. Silly, silly Sally. Wait. Silly Sally says silly. I wonder why that worked. So then the police come. He's back up above ground. They're getting the snakes into the um, back of a truck. He's he's playing a little uh, lute. Is it not a lute? Um, flute. And um, bringing them up out of the sewer into the back of the truck and um then uh, he's talking about to cosgrove about how smelly it was down there and it stank down there cosgrove but cobra queen stank even worse now that she's behind bars i think this city's starting to smell a little better speaking of which you ought to wash up you smell like poo gas do you think we've said poo gas enough <laughs> He wonders, Freakazoid wonders if they've said poo gas too much in the episode, which I, I think they did. <laughs> they did say poo gas quite a bit in this one, which it was definitely, when I first saw that we were reviewing this episode, I immediately thought of, oh, poo gas, because that he does say it. And I remember liking that quite a bit when I initially saw this when I was in high school <laughs> back in 1996. Uh, well, there's a lot of stuff that goes on but really like i i mean there's that the, the older gentleman is uh paul harvey or at least a caricature of him <laughs> oh my who is this cobra queen who is this sinister sibilant snake lover once she was audrey manatee of skokie illinois and made her living as a shoplifter until one day she pilfered an experimental beauty lotion that had been left in the sun too long. I believe Paul Rugg worked in a radio station for a few years and uh, he would – Paul Harvey had these interstitial uh, segments uh, that they would run in between like during commercial breaks or in between different talk radio shows doing the rest of the story and – I remember him all the time because my and mom he grew up to be. He grew, 
Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's the now rest you know. of the story. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, Paul Rudd does a very good Paul Harvey impression right there. Uh, but it's always great to see him giving, like, exposition <laughs> for these characters. But there really isn't any big references that I really saw that, that stood out. Other than it really looks like Cobra Queen really looks like somebody that you'd see in a Batman the Animated Series episode. And that's, of course, Bruce Tim did the initial designs of Freakazoid and a lot of the other characters before handing over the project to Tom Ruger and, you know, and Paul Rugg and John P. McCann and stuff. So you could see the connection. It really kind of felt like, boy, this feels like almost like just a zany episode of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, cause it does feel like something Batman would do. I have to go down to the sewer and stop a Cobra giant Queen and snake, giant snakes. Yeah. yeah. It really, except with Batman, he'd throw batarangs at him and have the wall collapse on them and move on and do it in a cooler way. But, you know, Freakazoid. Freakazoid's not like that. Um, but what are some moments that made you smile, laugh, etc.? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. I like um, Freakazoid's plan. Just just make something up at the as his, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the first two things. Don't I? Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, and then uh, of course the the I'm not gonna I'm never gonna go down. You never never never. And then you cut to the sewer. And you pan up to the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I like how the camera pans around and around. It and then keeps you looking pan for over him. to the... <laughs> and then just like, see, I told you I'm never going to... <laughs> the rats in the sewer, he, he didn't like the rats. But I'll say those rats were pretty cute. I mean, they were like lab rats. They were white. They weren't uh, even that dirty. So I don't know. I didn't mind them. Um, um, although then, it was uh, pretty gross when he said, I hope that was a... I hope that's a... <laughs> candy bar. Candy yeah. bar. I heard that. I was like, Ooh. really gross. I, yeah, that's another line I remember as a kid. Like, gross. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, Frigazoid using his investigating skills is fun. Just uh, like he, I, I don't know. He's usually not that smart. And they need a great was... mind. The police say we need a great yeah. mind. We're going so to need to have you use your great mind for this, Frigazoid. I didn't know he uh, had a great mind. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, but uh, my favorite part for sure is the sewer scene. So. All right, I just, Ke- that's what I remember from the episode as a kid too. <laughs> okay, and Kelly, what about you? Um, I thought it was funny. He was watching TV, and it was Animaniacs. <laughs> that's true. The, I wish there was an episode. <laughs> the only thing I was watching it today, you're like, man, those the Animaniacs. I know it's. I know I shouldn't be picky because it's just a background shot and everything, but. The Warners did look kind of weird, and they were just yeah, like these yakko and wacko running. <laughs> that was it. It was like it was like I, uh, uh, animation that like I could maybe do <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was not the best animation. But I felt I know I'm so spoiled. I'm like, oh, it would have been so much cooler if they actually showed an actual episode or reference to an actual episode of Animaniacs. Like they show live the action things all the time. Why not? <laughs> it's true. I guess they could have just. Well, I don't know. I don't but, know. Well, I will say the one thing I, we already mentioned a lot of things that I like, but I did like when she just thought it was Atomic Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, that was the great. lighting. Look who's come to visit. If it isn't my dear friend, Atomic Boy. Freakazoid. I'm Freakazoid. Oh, I'm so terribly sorry, Freakazoid. The light is dreadful down here. That made me laugh. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and get to our. Oh, I, before we get to our water tower rating, I should I should mention uh, because we usually forget to mention them. The end of the credits, Freakazoid was picking his nose 
and then got caught. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's also uh, the gag credit. The grad credit was like Emmett Irvin, Emmett Nervin's in therapy, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Find Emmett Nervin, please, instead of saying how many times. Yeah. <laughs> and Emmett Nervin. At least twice because of the opening credits and one oh, says. Yeah. yeah he has a very prominent one in the transformation, which was yeah. pretty cool. Nice to see him drawn and or painted so well mm-hmm. uh, in this one. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to the water tower rating. What do you think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Freakazoid? Nathan, let's start with you. Okay. All right. I can't remember. No, uh, (laughs) I'm looking back at previous ones so I can... Okay. Okay. This is very right. scientific for Nathan. Kelly and I just kind of go with our gut. Nathan has a spreadsheet. I look back. I have my spreadsheet. I was wanted to see what I gave the first episode. All right. This one, I'm going to give two and a half water towers. Okay. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, about the same level as um, Moron, the Sewer Rescue, and the Big Quest, which I also gave 2.5. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I gave that first, the very first episode for Water Tower, so I had room for improvement, and yeah, and it was not as good as the first episode, so, so I was like, okay. All so right. yeah, two and a half, two and a half. Okay. It's okay. Very, uh, uh, there were very funny parts, but overall, I think it was, it could have used one more segment, I think. Yeah, I, w- I would have loved like an interstitial kind of something, just a little mm-hmm. zany something in this. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Uh, I might give it two. Because I, I literally didn't find anything really funny in it. <laughs> Did it mention Steven Spielberg in this one? I can't remember. I thought they might have had. No. Oh, that's where. <laughs> so, because um, when when Joey asked me what I found funny, I was like, um, Animaniacs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was really about the. I was like, oh, cool. And the Animaniacs showed up. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, it was fine. I. It was kind of gross too, which didn't help help with its score. But um, but at least they didn't snakes. show. And you you know I don't like snakes, so because um, I'm like Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah, why did why you have, have to be snakes? snakes. <laughs> it's very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, snakes and sewers and poo gas. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, and the Wolfman couldn't even Jim Cummings as the Wolfman could not save that one for you. Then okay, no. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. Uh, I honestly was going to give it a three point five, but the more the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a three, just because you know both segments I I like and everything, but the villains themselves are kind of you know kind of boring. I was never really a Cobra Queen fan. Yeah, uh, this is probably her best episode though, but. Yeah, I the, the snake that the the bigger snake that she you know the boss snake I guess you could call it like a king snake or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't like how it has horns. Do cat, do snakes really have horns like that? Because that's weird. That's weird. I never it always bothered me even as a kid. Like, why does that snake have horns? Don't snakes don't have horns? Do they? Like, a, I don't know. It mm. Looks looks scary. Oh well, they there some have the horn on the um like a what is it called the horn nosed viper uh, on their nose. Uh, yeah, on the nose. Like it, 
Well, yeah, I don't I know. Like genetic that. mutations, these things are big. But uh, yeah, a three for me. You know, yeah, it still has some funny moments, but nothing really to make me say like, oh, you got to watch this episode of Freakers Yeah, like right. this is one I could, I would probably have someone skip for the next episode because the next one's so good. Like, All right. So stay tuned in a month or so for our, <laughs> our review of the first season finale of Freakazoid. But until then, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Oh, Joey, I'm on Twitter, JingoFT. That's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, you can go over to the RetroZap Discord server where you can talk to us and all of our other fellow RetroZap podcasters and writers. We're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. Subscribe to that feed. You can get all those podcasts delivered right to your device. And, of course, uh, you can head on over to Animaniacast.com, and that'll take you to our whole collection of different episodes over there on RetroZap. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player of choice, You can rate and review us on whatever, and we just might share those reviews here on the Animaniacast. We haven't done that in a long time. We need to do that. And, of course, patrons, if you'd like to become a patron over at patreon.com slash Animaniacast, you'll get bonus audio of us talking about stuff. But, of course, more bonus audio of Tom Ruger and us and even special guests like Paul Rugg going over episodes of Animaniacs. So you can queue up a classic episode of Animaniacs and queue up us, and then it's like you're watching an episode of the original series with the creator of the show. How cool is that? So check it and on out. we're in the room, too. Yeah, and we're, and we're there, too. That, we didn't, yeah, that's not important. But patreon.com slash Animaniacast. Check it out, and we appreciate your support. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly... This is Joey saying, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Strategic! Go! <laughs> I'll get it. Stratigo. Stratigo! Stratigo!